Good evening, everyone. Tonight's shear was dedicated by Mrs. Bunya Newman, and this was in honor of her birthday that was this week. She should have a shnas bracha natzlach and a gebench to gebench to yarm with all good in the material and in the spiritual, and nachas from her entire family and health, and a lot of parnasa and only, only simcha and joy and good things. This week is Parshas Ve'eschanon, uh, the Shabbos, Shabbos Nachamu. So we're going to learn a discourse on Parshas Ve'eschanon, beginning with the words, V'yadaito hayoim v'ashavoysa elavavecha, ki Hashem u'alikim. This is the second V'yadaito, which means that in Lekuti Torah, uh, there is two V'yadaitas. Um, there's the Mimer V'yadaito that is on Tav Dalid, and we're going to learn the Maimer V'yadaita that is on Daf, Zion, Amid Dalid, or page 14, second column. It's a very beautiful Maimer. Um, I do have to confess and make a, a thing that I learned it very, very quickly, very briefly, didn't give it the time it should. Baruch Hashem, it was readable, meaning it was understandable even on a quicker learning, but... I sense that there's so much more depth over here that I'm missing. With Hashem's help, it'll clarify. But Baruch Hashem, I, I, I did a brief preparation because I had to do mitzvahs today, and that took me away from preparing. So this chus of that hopefully should compensate. Um, okay. Not that I didn't waste any time this week, so I shouldn't give that excuse. I did waste enough time, but the time that I designate to usually prepare this year, I needed to go visit some people in the hospital. So, two people. So, they should have a refuah, and um, the shear should come out really good. Okay, here we go. It says in the Pasuk, the Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, You should know today, You should take into your heart, That Hashem is God, In the heavens above, and the earth below, There's none but Him. We say this every day, three times a day, in Oleinu. And the prayer that we conclude, our prayers every day, we conclude the first chapter of Aleinu with this Pasuk. It's a continuation of the previous Pasuk where it says that by Matan Torah, when Hashem gave the Torah, that Hashem made us see with a very clear vision, that Hashem is Hashem, there's not but Him. So then Moshe Rabbeinu continues, he says, You should know today. The simple meaning of a yadaita hayoy means you should know today. Today, Moshe is saying, after everything we've been through, the end of the 40 years, after all the miracles you've witnessed, after all the spectacular uh, signs and wonders you've seen, after Hashem gave you the Torah, after all the divine revelation you've seen, you should, by now, you should know the yadaita hayoyim, today already, by now it should be absolutely um, absolutely a given it should be something that is completely um, a certainty in your heart there's nothing besides Hashem because you saw Hashem's power coming from the heavens the giving of the man or other miracles you saw Hashem's power from the earth or the story of Korach earth opening up doing Hashem's will water coming from a rock I mean you saw Hashem's power and it's clear, after all, by today you should know that. 
That's a simple meaning. Um, and, but it's not enough that you know it in your mind. It's one thing to know something intellectually. Moshe Rabbeinu says, absorb this into your heart. Make this your emotional reality, not just your intellectual reality. A lot of times we know things in our mind, but it's not the knowledge of our hearts, not the way we feel. And because we don't feel that way emotionally, our behavior is not always consistent with, with uh, what we know is the right thing to do. But when our heart knows it, that's already a, a far more effective knowledge that is going to impact our behavior. So the point is, first know it in your mind. When should you know today? By now you should know already. What should you know, ki Hashem Elohim, that God is God? And that knowledge, meditate on it. Think about it deeply until you can feel it, not only know it. You, your heart gains the knowledge. That's the simple meaning of the Pasuk. The Alter Rebbe, however, is going to introduce a very special Pirush in the Pasuk, Hasidic interpretation of the Pasuk. Is you should know the day. By analyzing the day, not you should know today, by now, but know, understand, appreciate the day, the chemistry of a day, the mechanism of a day, what makes a day. And when you understand and appreciate a day, because a day is made up of day and night, as we're going to see soon, and they both serve to be one unit. So when you know the day, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, know the day. When you know the day, and by knowing the day, you're going to be able to uh, take the concept you learn from the day and apply that to your heart. Not just, not just absorb the message in your heart, but apply the concept of the day that you learned from the day, apply it to your heart in order to fix your heart. In doing what? Making your heart synchronized with the day. There's something about the day, it's a whole new peerage. Examine the day, the Yodaita Hayoim, know the day. Once you know the way the day functions, then you can apply that reality, that truth to your heart. In your heart, you're also going to fight, you're going to find a night and a day. And just like from the day, you're gonna, you realize that night and day are not, even though they're opposites, they form one unit called the day, a 24-hour day. Apply that to your heart. That the bright side and the dark side of your heart are also supposed to be in peace and one unified as one entity. They, took, they too are part of this one unit. They're not supposed to be split. They're not supposed to be split. It's not supposed to be split and divided. Your heart is also a night, a, a, a day and a night. That too is one. And when you recognize that, you're going to realize that the forces in all of existence of Avaya and Elohim, which is also the forces of night and day, light and darkness, good and evil, everything that there is, it's really Havaya Hu Elohim. Revelation and concealment, it's all one. And by there, you're going to harmonize all of existence. So it's really aligning three things, one to each other. In, in creation, in the human being, 
and in, and in the divine. In godliness, it's Havaya and Elohim that are really the same, even though they appear so different. They're really one. In creation, it's night and day in the time zone. And in the human experience, it's the good side of the heart, the Yetzirah Tov, and the Yetzirah Hara, and the evil inclination, are really they're all part, they're all one. And all this you will know via Daita Hayai. Okay. Now the interesting thing about the Mimer is that the Mimer follows in a most mamish the rhythm of the last two Mimarim we learned in Lakuti Torah. It was so it was it was so delicious to see this. Before we learned this Mimer, last week we learned a short Mimer called Barabai's um, Parshas Ekev, where we spoke about unifying the heart, two different experiences of the heart, and we learned in the Mimer about. Uh, connecting the two parts. We spoke about, if you just refresh memory for those that were here, uh, we spoke about the Tzion, about the Jewish people being called Tzion. Tzion b'mishpat And we spoke that Tzion is the place in the heart where you can experience the inner dimension of the heart, where you can experience love and fear together. The two are not opposites. And we spoke about the idea of vigilui berada, and rejoice with a tremble where you can feel trembling and joy at the same time simultaneously, and they don't contradict each other. So we spoke that that's a very deep idea, and that comes, if you just refresh everybody's memory, it comes from a revelation of something so high, the levels of the divine that are so supernal and so high, that it's able to unify the two opposite feelings of love and fear, to be experienced simultaneously in one heart. Okay? Now if you remember, two weeks ago, and three weeks ago, we learned a mimer called Heicholtzu, which was all about baseless hatred and the, how Midian is a opposition to the, to the entire world of Kedusha, because Midian is a world of fragmentation. Kedusha is a world of unity, that's what we're learning. And in unity, everything is, in Kedusha, everything is harmonized. And over there in that mimer, we were also learning the same idea of unifying the, the two sides of the heart the love and the fear of the heart, that the left side of the heart should be subdued to the right side of the heart. All these concepts we've been learning for the last three weeks is all flowing into this mimer. Now, it makes sense that the, the mimerim are so, the themes are so similar because this mimer, and the mimer um, that we learned two weeks ago and three weeks ago, the, they were both said in the same year. See, in the Kuti Torah is not written by the years. It's a selection of discourses that the Alter Rebbe said over the 20 years of his life that he was saying Memorim, I think something about 20 years, in which the Tzemach Tzedek selected discourses and he put them into the Kuti Torah. These two Memorim that we chose to learn this year, not knowing, it wasn't known to me, both of them come, were said in Tafkuf Samach Vav the same year. So it make, and, they were both, and they were said two weeks apart. One was said a parshas matois masay. The other one was said a parshas veschanon. So it makes sense that there was the same theme that was continuing in this idea of the unification of the left being unified with the right side, having to do, which is based on one nekuda. Say the I'm just giving a little ideas now. If you get a little confused, it's okay. Soon it's going to be clarified. Say the is divided in two opposite sides: the right and the left. When things are just being drawn in their natural order there is a certain disconnect between the right side and the left side. They're conflicting powers. But when something that is transcendent, the infinite, the keser, the crown is revealed, it unifies, oser shalom, it makes peace between the two opposites. 
It unifies the two opposites of right side and left side. That theme was discussed in Heicholtu, and that very same theme is discussed in Vyadaita Hayyim. Now, the little mimer that's in Pasha's Devarim that we learned last week, I don't know when it was said. It almost feels like, I don't even know if it was said, it almost feels like it was like a little jottings of the Altar Rebbe, which I'm not sure. And the back it doesn't tell us, or not that I know the year that it was said, maybe it does. Let me give a check for a moment. Um, No, it's such a like it's such an ambiguous mimer that mimer that we learned last week that I don't even have. Don't even the back doesn't even talk about it, like where where it always says. It's almost like it's almost like a footnote. Interesting. Okay. All right. So now let's learn. You should know today, and you should uh, bring it into your heart. Havaya, which is the tetragrammaton, the higher name of Hashem. And the name of Elohim, which is the name of generally associated with discipline, divine discipline and the source of nature, concealment and the like, they are both the same. Ein oid, there's nothing, ein oid, there's no one else. Or there's nothing else. Piddish, so the Rebbe explains, it means you should know the day, know the day. Just like a day is comprised of day and night, and both of them are comprised one unit. Like it says, how does a yoyim echad happen through evening and boiker together make up a day, 24 hours day? So to Draw that into your heart. Your heart also has a night and a day component. Just like it is in time. So it isn't in, in the internal, in, in the soul of the human being. Why doesn't it say Bring it to your heart. With one base. When it says two bases. So that reminds us of what Chazal learned out from another Pasuk in this week's parasha. And over here too you have the word not but two bases to teach us that there is two, you should love Hashem with both your inclinations. You have a Yetzah Tov and a Yetzah Hara and you should turn over, convert the negative force of your heart that too should be converted to love Hashem. The, the good inclination and evil inclination they're both both one. Shagama Yetzahara, that also the Yetzahara Yashav should be turned around. Savaya. You have to call your Yetzahara, your evil inclination too, to come back to serving Hashem, just like night and day are part of one unit. Kadaskafya, and how do you do that? Kadaskafya Sitra Achra. You peel away the Sitra Achra, the other side that's sitting on the left side of the heart. You 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 scrape that off. And you take the inner part of the heart, of the left side. See, we learned many times that the heart, in essence, even the Yetzahara, even the evil inclination, doesn't want bad. It wants what it finds appealing. It wants what it finds delightful. It wants what it finds pleasurable. And it just misinterprets pleasure. So it needs some education. It needs some reorient, re, reorientation to be taught 
that what seems to be a thrill and a pleasure is very immature and very temporary. And there are things that are far more enjoyable and prolonged and, and infinite enjoyment. So that's how you can take the Yetzirah and turn it around to the service of Hashem. But first, you have to despoil it. Because you can't right away educate it. Just like you can't edu- educate a child while you're feeding him ice cream after ice cream, you can't educate the child to desire higher things in life. You have to take away the ice cream. <coughs> Not give it to him for a while. Then, he's, after a while, he gets a little bit of an ear to listen for something else. As long as he's an outlet, so the ice cream, he's not gonna, he's, his, his mind is not there. So the Yitzhahar, that's what it means. You have to skafia sitra achra. You subdue the desires of the left side of the heart by not giving him what it wants. Eventually, you can take the essence of that craving and redirect it to its kedusha. And then, both sides of your heart have become one. Levavcha. You have one heart with two bases, but they're both one heart. Laviyam shabbat shamayim. She'en lam el levechad. Laviyam shamayim. One heart tashem. With your heart, with both your inclinations. So, and and from this, and see how we're going to build it? From this that you know the day. You take a look at the day and you see that night and daytime are really one entity. You apply the same element to your heart that your left side of your heart, your dark side of the heart also could be converted and attached to the day, assisting your... Yeah? So you will know kikach avaya elokim that avaya elokim because we know that avaya is the source of the yetzatov, the source of our neshama of our holy soul comes from kichelak avaya amon. Elokim is the source of the nefesh bahamas and the unholy side because elokim is the source of concealments which eventually allow for sitra achra to exist. From sitra achra is born an entity called nefesh bahamas. And that nefesh Bahamas needs rectification. So, but by when you understand that the forces that plague you inside of you are really one, and then you'll also be able to apply that to the cosmic forces that are the root of everything. That avayin alokim are really achad. Um, yeah. 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 And in the heart is where you can turn them into total oneness. Yeah, because you, you, ha- you draft the animal soul and you integrate it into your godly soul. Why? Because even in its source, where it comes from, it's only on the outside it looks like two separate things. In essence, it's really one. It's only achtos Hashem. And the explanation of this matter, to understand the analogy the mushal, this analogy, this metaphor, as it relates to the nimshal, to what we're trying to derive from it, using the day element and the heart element, to understand that we have to preface first, this is what Chazal say, was he was expounding on the Chumash and he used to study the Chumash so carefully every word and every time he got to the word S and the word S is repeated so many times in the Torah S, S this, S that, right? S Azov, S Akesev so every time he said the word S simply it means the gold, the silver S, the S means the, the this, the that 
But Shimon Amsuni said, no, S always comes to add something. It comes to add something secondary. But it's always an addition. In other words, it's like the tail that's an addition to the animal. It's the animal plus the tail. Like for instance, Chazal learn out from the word S Pesaroi, the flesh. It says, you should not eat S Pesaroi, the flesh. It's talking about an animal that killed a person. So the animal has to be put to death. And the flesh of the animal is not permitted to eat. It's not kosher. Even if the guy shechted it. It's still not kosher. And it says, don't eat the meat, espesare. So Chazal learned out, it means you're not allowed to eat even the hide as well. The skin as well, you're also not allowed. So it comes to ant, es or you're not allowed to use it for any benefit. You're not allowed to take the, the skin and make into it uh, a blanket. Right? Because... Where's the S? The S comes to... S is almost like a word that gets swallowed up in it, but it's still a word. So it indicates something that's there that's secondary to it. It's called S. Alright? Um, so Shimon Sunni, he used to darshan all the essence of the Torah. That was his thing. He always found that the S comes to add something. He got to one place, he got stuck. It says, God, your God, you should fear. Pirish, he stopped. He closed his chumash and he said, my project is over, I give up. He didn't want to continue darshaning because he said, you fear God, S, am I going to add something else? Should you fear anything else similar to God? No, you only fear Hashem. Right? The only one you should fear. Like the father of the Balshemta said to the Balshemta, only fear the Abishter himself. Nothing else to be afraid of. So you can't say there's, there's, there's one deity and there's a little small little deity you should also fear. No. You fear only Hashem. That should be your fear. Right? How does the Israeli government do what it needs to do and not fear the world, not be afraid of the world? It's impossible. How do we expect it from Netanyahu not to fear the consequences of an entire international community saying you're murderers and you're this? There's only one way. If Netanyahu is going to start fearing God in a very big way. Now I should send them an email. There's no way, there's no way. Of course, I would also be afraid. Who's not to be afraid? You can't stand up again. But if your fear of God is there, then that's who you fear. There's no one else to fear. And it cancels all other fear. So there's no one else, there's no S. That's it. And then everybody else is me. All these things that look like such massive powers and important officials and governments, and this becomes meaningless because you're, only, you're afraid of God. And when you do what the Abishta wants you to do, and if Hashem wants you to, you know, to finish the job, you finish the job, and you don't care what this one or that one writes. Right? Right? So everything has, of course, in its political applications. But when, so when Hashem and Am Sunni got to the word S Hashem he said, I have no one to add. Even as a secondary little thing, so he stopped his project of interpreting the S's. Um, um, yeah. The only fear the Abishter. Yeah, but you have to have a fear of Hashem. Can you be asked? No, I'll call it. So the Hikshram of Farshim, the Farshim asked the question, why did he wait till he got the Pasuk, Es Hashem Elokecha Tira? 
which is, I'm not exactly sure which parasha it is, I think it's in parashas Re'eh. Ekev Re'eh, it's another two parashas, we're only now Vezchanan. What happened when he got to the Pasuk, Vahafta Es Hashem Elokecha? You should love God, your God. So what happened with the S over there? You should love God and someone else? Also, God is the only reality. You love Hashem. So, we have to love Jews because a Jew has a spark of Hashem inside him. So it's all part of loving Hashem. It's not a... So what is, what is, what is, what is the S? So if he was bothered by the S of fear, fearing Hashem, he should have already stopped earlier. It seems like the Vahaftas Hashem Elokecha, he got by. That didn't stop him. And he explained it. He's only got when he has Hashem Elokecha Tira, that's when he stopped. Why it wasn't hard and difficult for him? Love God, your God. What does the S come to at? The Maharil asked this question. Who the idea is? Kiriboy S, who S Whenever you have S, it means a secondary thing, a thing that is. Who Now the Rebbe says. What does es hatafel mean? Usually it means a secondary thing. But on a deeper meaning it means es means being secondary. Bittal. Es is bittal. So that's what you say. For example, we said earlier the hide of the animal is bottle to the, to the flesh. Most of it, when you're thinking of a big cow, you're thinking of the steak and the ribs and all the parts that are there, the, right? and this, the hide, it's a secondary thing. It's bottle, it's nullified. It's, a, it's like not, it's, right? It's not. So when you have S, means bittle. So in terms of the, the uh, experience of a Jew, S means a yid's bittle to the Yebishter. Now, bittle is, is not love. Love is not the bittle. Love is quite on the contrary. In love, you feel yourself. Love is I want. And love is about, it's about yourself and about the other, but the love is you're, you're seeking your own fulfillment. You're seeking to get close to something that is going to make you feel good. Someone, someone or somebody or something, an entity that is... So that's your love. You're drawn to something. It's about... It's, a, it's an expansion of self. Um, it's, in a sense, the opposite of bittel. Because in bittel is the nullification of self, the abnegation of self is that you shrink. In love you expand. In bittle you shrink. So then what's, what is bittle? Bittle is fear. Awe and fear makes you feel tiny and small. When you're fearing somebody, you're not feeling, you don't feel yourself in the fear. You feel the one you're fearing. Words, the, the, the room, your space is pervaded not with, your, not with yourself. Suddenly your space of consciousness you're conscious of the other, and therefore you become tiny and small. You don't even, and in true fear, you almost don't even feel that you are fearing. If you're conscious of yourself, you're not fearing enough, right? In real fear, you don't even know that you just you're just awestruck. You lose yourself. In love, you feel yourself very much. You're exp- I am loving. There's a powerful I, an expansion of self. So he's saying that. In vahafta es Hashem it's not a problem, because the way he learned it was vahafta. You should have love, and in the love s, you should also have the fear. S is the fear. Integrate the fear because s means bottle, 
it comes to add something, have the fear, the S, the bittle in the love. Meaning, exactly the point that we were talking about earlier, make sure that your love is not pure 100% love. It has to be 70-80% love, 30% mix of fear. Love without fear is not that kosher. There has to be a balance. There always has to be fear inside the love. That's when it's a, 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 a real kedusha diga love. So, and that's how you're learning by vahafta s. Now, why can't you say the same thing by the fear? That when it says es Hashem tira, you should fear God. The s then comes to include the love, because love is not an s. S is love is an expansion. Fear is a is an s is a shrinking. So in the vahafta in the love, you can say es Hashem. Vahafta, you should love, and S, and fear. Assimilate the fear in the love. But you can't say, and the S is the love, because love is never a secondary. First of all, love, two things he's going to explain. Love is not an S experience. It's not a bittle experience. Quite on the contrary, it's more of a metzias. It's a presence experience. Secondly, love is not bottle to the fear. Fear is supposed to be bottle to love. Why? Because fear is related to the left side and love is related to the right side. And the right has to always dominate the left. When the left is in charge and the right is surrendered to the left, no good. And that's what's going on destroying America. That the left is in charge and the right is bottle. When the right is in charge and the left is bottle, things work very well. That's just the way it is. The left has to be, the, 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 the smile has to be iskalil biyamina. It has to be nullified to the right side. You need a left side. It's important to have it. It keeps balance. But it has to always be surrendered. Now, no, love doesn't have it. No way, of course. Uh, when you're doing something for someone else just out of love, it's always on your terms. There's always a self in there. As opposed to um, when you fear someone, then you're not only, then you're doing it on their terms because they said so. Love is like a choice and choosing to do That's right. Fear is like it's imposed upon you. That's right. Don't worry, your wife, your colleague getting married in two weeks, she'll teach you to fear her very well, very fast. Yeah, it's all love, but you know, they introduce that. They usually have the four or five weeks. The idea is, Kiribui es who es S is always S atafel. in Yamasha It's what it says in the Zoyar. Al pasik vahafto S Hashem lekecha. So what does the Zoyar says on vahafto S? Da ihu raza. This is the secret. Leikalala smala biyamina. That the secret is to absorb the left into the right. And the Zoyar says it on vahafto S. Put integrate the S into the vahafto. Which is the fear. What does that mean? That the love shouldn't be pure love, but rather that the, the love should have elements, should have traces of fear inside of it. Not to have pure love alone. And that's what S comes to include. To, to include the secondary element, which is the fear. 
to include, to absorb, to integrate the left. We hear what the Alter Rebbe said, which is the idea, why is fear called... Simply, you see, learning the mimer just briefly, superficially, you think he's saying, love is the main, and fear is S, because fear is a secondary. It's mainly, a Yid should put most of his energy in loving Hashem, and have a little bit of fear. But the Rebbe is saying deeper than that. He's saying that the fear itself is, is not only called the S, because it's supposed to be secondary to the love, but because the experience of fear itself is an S type of an experience. Because fear is bittal, and that's what S means. S means a secondary thing, a bittal digger thing. S ha tuffle. It's like being tuffle. Tahainu b'chenaz bittal. That's what bittal is. Bittal is being a tuffle. Tuffle meaning not important, being nullified. Being. Olafisha hayiro hinermezes bimilas S ha tuffle. And because the yira is hinted to, in the word es ba, that's why it comes, biriboy es bivahafta. It comes with the riboy, you're coming to include it in the vahafta. In other words, the vahafta, and in that, mix in a little bit, es, the, the fear has to be inside of it. Masha enkeno, why don't we say the same thing with the fear of God? Masha enkeno, ava, which isn't the case when it comes to love, the love you can't say is when it comes when it says you should fear Hashem and have a little love in the fear. Mix the love into the fear. You can't say that. It's true that whenever we're sometimes we experience, he's gonna explain that in the mimer. Sometimes there is the main emph like Rosh Hashanah, and we spoke about it last week too by Tkiah Shofar, is that we're overtaken by fear. But deep inside, there is a song in the heart. There is a joy. There is an element of love in the fear and in the awe. That's true. And the, and, the, and the fear is the dominant feature. And the love is like kind of the silent, underlying tone. The background noise is the love, which is under the main, the main music, which is the fear. That's true. But still, you can't interpret that in the words... Because love is never characterized as an S. Because love is not about S. S is bittal, and love is not. Why? Two things. First of all, love itself is not, a, is not an union of S. But also because love is not, is not secondary to the fear. Sometimes you fear the fear, you feel the fear more, but not the love is not supposed to be tuffled. Because the right is not supposed to be subdued to the left. The mixture is supposed to be that the left is subdued to the right. Um, why? Kia'ava, because the love, upchenaz dechar. Because love is masculine. V'yamin, and the right side. Like we know, and it says in the Pasuk, zachar chastoi. Simply meaning, it means he, remain, he, he remembers his kindness, but there's a play on words over here. Zachar doesn't only mean he remembers Zohar means male. Male is called Zohar. Zohar chastoi, that chesed is male. Zohar is, 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 is not nekeva, it is Zohar. So chesed is on the right side, is masculine. In Vahayira and fear is more awe, associated more with the feminine soul. Fear is, is, is as it says, Isha Yirat Hashem, right? the woman who fears God. Next week we're going to have the Yom Tev of the 15th of Av, and this was one of the things that the girls that would dance, the daughters of Jerusalem, and by the way, the daughters of Jerusalem, Jerusalem and girls, 
Yerushalayim itself means fair, perfect fair. And the daughters of Jerusalem means like the perfect, they said, Shekarachein Vehevelayofi, Isha Yiras Hashem, Hitasala. So they emphasize Isha Yiras Hashem. Fear is a, uh, awe of Hashem is a feminine trait. Vayiru Pchenas Nukva, and fear is Nukva. Isha Yiras Hashem, fear of God. Vahanukva, and the female, who Pchenas Tafel, the Gabayadchar, and the woman, just like when Hashem created Adam and Chava, Chava was created as Adam's as a rib to Adam, and therefore the woman is considered the, the attachment to the man. not the opposite. The way it is is that the woman is, 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 is um, a, an attachment to the man and not that the man is an attachment to the woman until Mashiach comes. And then there is a Maila of, as we said many times in Memorim, of that the woman rises higher than the man. But the way the system is, the order is the way it is now, until Mashiach comes, and this is the way it's been for thousands of years, is that the dominant element in the world was the masculine side, until Mashiach comes when everything gets turned over. Yeah, that's right. But therefore, when it comes to love and fear, which are masculine and feminine, the fear is subdued to the love, not the love subdued to the fear. But to understand, but the, good. So we know there has to be a combination. And that's why Shimon Hamsun, he could not, didn't have a problem with S Hashem, Vahafta S. That there, when it came to Vahafta S, doesn't mean that there's someone else to love besides God. It means besides loving, oh so fear. But when it got to the fear, he couldn't say that. So in the end, what did he do? He didn't. He closed shop. He shut down his yeshiva. The S yeshiva was over. <laughs> so that was not, didn't continue. But Rabbi Akiva came along and Rabbi Akiva did darshan. I think it was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said he has a pirish. Fear also the tzaddik. Fear the Rebbe. Not just fear God, revere, have, revere the Rebbe as well, the tzaddik as well. Because that's like an extension of the Ebishter in the world. So Shimon Amsuni was afraid to say that. But Rabbi Akiva did say that. Whatever, so there's, there's, there's chassidus on that as well. But in any case, but, but what do we have over here? There needs to be, love itself is not, is not the ultimate, is not the, the desired state. The desired state is not an experience of love, only an integration. However, to understand this, how can we have fear and love integrated at the same time? We're creating marble cake over here. Love and fear. They're two opposites. Why? Because love, who are Love is the longing, to cleave to the Ebishter. He bought, there are two things he says. First of all, the experience of it itself is, is different. Fear is a contraction, and love is an attraction, an expansion, number one. So the very nature of the experience are opposites. The other, the other opposite is also the source from where they come from. You know, it's a different mental, cognitive appreciation that stimulates love, that, that stimulates fear. It's an entire different perception of reality. If you're loving something, it's because, and you're feeling love. The feeling of love comes when there is a distance between you and the thing. Love is created by distance. Like we always say, absence creates, makes the heart thump, right? The heart gets, yearns for something. When you're close to someone all the time, you don't really feel love to them. 
That's why in a marriage, the Abish to set it up in a Jewish marriage, there should be union, distance, union, distance, union, distance. To keep the fire, to keep the romance, to keep the energy going, there has to always be a separation. Same as also children, they live in their home, they don't, they don't have any necessarily love for their parents or the parents for the children, they get used to each other. The kids go away, and the parents miss the kids, the kids miss the parents. There is a, a, a distance, there is a separation. Love is created by distance. Fear is the opposite. Fear comes when you're up and close. Right? Kids come, we all come to the amusement park, we're all, we're going on all the rides until you're standing right before the thing and you're ready to sit into the roller coaster and you see the car before you shoot off at a thousand miles per hour and you go, ah, I'm not getting onto this thing. Right? Then it hits you. It only hits you when you're close. When you're far, say, no problem. When you go there, you have second thoughts. Fear overtakes you when it's right in front of your eyes. So, so you see, in terms of our love and, love and fear of Hashem, so love of Hashem comes when a person's meditating on how distant Hashem is, how far, how, un, how, how, how I'm not experiencing, so I'm longing for more light I want. When a person meditates on the greatness of Hashem, how Hashem is not expressed in creation. How creation is just a minute, tiny little crumb of a crumb of a crumb of Hashem's infinite um, uh, uh, creativity. Nothing. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a speck. And when someone meditates and says, I want to get close to him, I want to, and it creates fire. Fear comes from the quiet of the country when we suddenly realize that Hashem is everywhere. That Hashem himself is everywhere. So it comes from two different, total different perceptions. So when I'm davening, depending what, what, what I'm going to put my center on my davening, if I'm going to focus on the imminence of God everywhere, then I'm going to come to a tremble and fear of Hashem. If I'm going to focus on Hashem's distance and how we remove these, I'm going to feel suddenly longing passion, fervor, to overcome that distance, that space. Like a fire that wants to overcome the space. Fire is tearing away from where it is to be elsewhere. The person is longing to be up there. So depending, so then I'll have love. How can I experience a love and a fear simultaneously? That's the question. The same concept we had in the Maimar Hecholzu, just two or three weeks ago, we learned this. We learned how the difference between Moyach and Lev. We learned Moyach is Chachma, Bittel, Causes a person to be anava, humility. Heart, lave, we learned is where the fire is, with the fervor, where the passion is. And the moyach and the lave are opposites. But you need both, we learned. Oise shalem bimroim of Hashem makes peace, we learned. Pepamalia shalmail, if you remember. Hashem makes peace in the heavenly abode, in the human being it meant, unifying the mind and the lave. Bringing the, the bittel and the desire, the fire and the water and unifying them together. So Mamash, the subject, the same subject we learned two weeks ago. So now the Altar Rebbe continues over here. Kine'ava, because love, he's going to now develop the question. Kine'ava, because love, is a chukka and a longing to cleave to Hashem. This comes from distance. And by way of analogy, someone who is distant from his father's house. And he longs, and he yearns, to see his face. We turn over the page. And this it says, My soul, in Yeshaya it says, My soul yearns for you at night. What does that mean? Dafka in the nighttime. Dafka because the myriads of obscurity. Dafka because there's such concealments. Laila, night. Night means when God is hidden from you. So, so the, the Navi says, My soul yearns for you when... 
at night. By day, when I have divine revelation, I'm excited, but I don't yearn. Longing and yearning is when you're far. And that's when you feel the longing. My soul yearns to you. Meaning, because it's night. And it's darkness. With the concealments and the obscurity of the of the infinite one. That's why I yearn for you. And I'm longing that there should be divine revelation. And it says in another pasuk, my soul is thirsting for you. My flesh is pining for you. In a desolate, in a, in a, in a desolate land. And a parched land. A thirsty land. Where there is no water. Water represents godly revelation. When a person goes hiking in the desert, you become thirsty very quickly. If you're hiking in a place next to a stream, and there's much water, you can go three hours and you're not thirsty. But if you're hiking in the desert because there is no water, that's why you're thirsty. Even though the same amount of time. Just the nature is, when there isn't something, you want it. Because the lack of it. So over here is David, so, so the Pasuk says, David HaMelech says, Dafka be'eretz tziyah, Dafka in a desolate land, where there is no water. Kain ba'koidesh chazisicha, so in holiness, chazisicha, I... David HaMelech says, if only, if only I should merit that when I am in a holy place, when I am in the Beis HaMikdash, when I'm in a place where there is godly light, I should thirst for you, even while I'm swimming in the pool of, pool of delicious water, I should still be thirsty. And not cool off. This is a distant, when I'm distant, when I'm in the desert, because he is in a desolate land, and a parched land, this increases the longing and the thirst. The yeser says with added vigor. And what does that mean in the person's in a person's meditative prayer? When a person takes into into his consideration into his heart, that the ain't soif blessed to see the infinite one. who I love this expression. You have it in so many memoriam. Like his name, so he is. What's his name? His name is ain't soif which means Hashem is truly infinite. He has no end. And therefore, the, the godly energy that flows into the universe is only a tiny little, 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 since the universe, since the cosmos are finite, so then the godly energy that is present in the world to create and to sustain them and to, and to entertain them, there is godly light that entertains the creations. All the malachim and all the neshamas and ganeden, they're, they're singing and delighting in godliness. And all the delight, in all the, in all the godly nash, and all the godly delicacies that the Ebrister provides. But he says, since the worlds are finite, what kind of revelations are they? They're all finite revelations. So it's only rays, little tiny rays of an infinite being. And what is the ray? What is a finite ray? Nothing. Because his name, even his name, is exalted alone. Only a glow of his name. And a ray of his name. Al Eretz V'Shamayim resonates in Eretz, in the earth and Shamayim, and on the heavens. And when we say heaven and earth, what do we mean? We mean even Gan Eden. Because there's two Gan Edens. There's the lower Gan Eden and the higher Gan Eden. The lower Gan Eden is called Eretz. And the higher Gan Eden is called Shemayim. 
So we're saying that only a ray is on the heavens and the earth. Uh, and then heaven is the higher Ganeiden. Shagam hem, even though these two levels of paradise, which are so high and so <laughs> indescribably blissful, yet it's only what? It's only little rays of his name. It's only a little ray and little glow of his name. Tzadikim yoishvim venehen in meziva shechina. Tzadikim sit and they delight in the ray of the shechina. Va'adam, but the human being. Oh, now, that's even if we're sitting in Gan Eden. Even if I'm sitting on a beautiful, beautiful mountaintop in Gan Eden, overlooking all the godly flow of energy and delighting in all the spectacular, infinite, and gorgeous, spectacular scenery of Gan Eden, with all the godly experience that's revealed in it, even then it's only a tiny ray. How much more so that I'm not even Gan Eden? I'm sitting over here in this messed up world. And the person is descended below, below into a, to be incarnated in a physical body. In this world, it's, it's a desolate land. Mele Gan Eden is a garden. It's full of, full of delicious fruits. But here is a desert. And it's a parched desert. They didn't even drink of water. Nothing. All there is is physicality. It's horrible. Asher al kein therefore tzamah the soul is yearning v'tichsef elav yisbarach and it's pining for the Abe for for Hashem himself liyos kein b'koidesh chazisicha that I should see you Abish there v'zahu mizmar leDavid and that's why David Amelach is singing mizmar a song this is a love song this is a song of year of longing where does he sing biyosay b'midbar Yehuda. When King David is wandering through the desert, spiritually it means when he finds himself and he recognizes that this world is a desolate land. It's a barren wilderness. There's nothing here. There's no alakus, there's no gili alakus. So he's hanging out, b'midbar, what does that bring them? It brings him to Yehuda. It brings him to a strong bittel in his soul, that he's, the bittel coming from the nothingness that we have. Recognizing that the worlds are nothing, so I feel like I'm, I'm I'm a nothingness, and I want to touch something real. Because the desert element and the and the um, the desolateness of this world, who this is what causes Yehuda that there should be Yehuda apam oide, which is bittel, ulahagdil, and to intensify in order that. The, the being in the desert is like throwing kerosene onto a fire and suddenly causes the fire to be increased and becomes so much stronger. So you see that love comes from what? An appreciation of how distant we are from anything godly. But fear and awe, this comes from the opposite, from closeness. When a person would contemplate, when a person contemplates Hashem being so close, Hold it. We just said Hashem is not manifest in the creation. We just said Hashem is not. Oh. And here we're saying Hashem is so close. Depends what. Hashem's revealed light, there's, there's two powers. There's Mamale, Kalaman, and Soivev. The Soivev is God, God's energy as it is, unadulterated, unfiltered. That did not step away. When Hashem created the world, He created within His space. He didn't, he didn't move out of it. His mom is there. 
And the Saiviv is everywhere. That does not change. But we are completely oblivious to it. Completely oblivious. What then? There's a light of Hashem that comes down to become what we call an or pnimi, an internal light, a, a indwelling light. That, oh, that which, which is responsible for the nature, character, and chemistry of each creature. That already designs the creations. The Saif the, the, the of is the Abish to sort of almost saying, I don't budge. I'm here, I'm not moving away. You guys want to make a world, you can all hang out over here. I'm here. But we, again, that's the Abishter as God is. The Mamalakalam is the Abishter already descending into the creation in accordance to the vessels, in accordance to the Caleb. On that we say that what comes into the world in accordance to the vessels, a tiny little droplet of an infinite ocean. And even that is more revealed in the upper world. The time you get down over here, there's nothing there. It's an empty wilderness. And that, so when you're, when you're focused on the Mamalakalam, then you realize how the experience of godliness is so minute, such minutia, such nothing, such gurnishnish, nothing mamish, and therefore you become thirsty for a, for a cup of water. You're thirsting for light. You're thirsting for godliness. But when one focuses differently, and when one focuses on the soiv of kalam, on God's infinite self that never moved away, you realize that's true that the experiential godliness is so minute in this world. But God himself, as he is, is everywhere. He pervades all space. And he's standing right over here where I am. And when you recognize the awesomeness of the Saiv of Kalam and being right over here right now, and, and it's not just a, a quick thought, but it's a, but it's a deep meditation. It's something that you appreciate and it hits you, the reality of it, that throws you into a state of fear. That casts a fear, an awe. So the awe comes from the, from, the, from the imminence of Hashem and the love comes from the distance. So therefore, they're two opposites. So you can't say, like do a meditation that's going to entail both. Either this or that. Either I'm in a state of closeness or far. The moichen, but he's basically trying to explain, the mind, the exploration of the mind can't lead you to, the, to, to, to these two opposite feelings. You need to transcend your mind to be able to experience the union of love and fear, the cohesiveness of love and fear happening together. And that can come from what? We're going to see in the next piece. But first now... This comes from closeness. When a person contemplates Hashem in the closeness of Hashem, that Hashem surrounds all worlds. It is true that a person is very, very far from the light of God. As the worlds descend through the progression of worlds. As the worlds manifest lower and lower, madrega acha madrega, level after level, until one has become distant from the radiance from Hashem's countenance, from Hashem's face. What does it mean, Hashem's face? From a revelation of godliness. In the ray, it goes lower, 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 lower. And the revelation of the Oren Soif, Leois Eretz Vishamayim. That power of Hashem that Hashem introduces into the creation to be responsible for heaven and earth, that godliness is hardly, hardly, hardly 
a tiny little bit descends down here. Ruchni is vegashmi, it's the spiritual world and the physical world. Aval oirin soif baruchu, but the oirin soif himself, not the revelation of Hashem, but God Himself as He is. Hasayiv of kolam and ein nebegeder eshtalshul is kolam. That is not within the entire, within the context of a eshtalshulus of a progression. Kihu hashavu ma'ashvekatan vegadol. Because he is the ultimate equalizer that equalizes the big, the high worlds and the low worlds. Meaning he is not more in the heavens than he is on the earth. He's not more in Atzilus than he is in this physical world. He's everywhere. And he doesn't... As we say about Hashem that he's so high. That he lowers himself down to see equally. In heaven and earth equal. And just as he himself is to be present in the upper world realms... And they have also no clue that he's there, meaning to feel him. Equally, he is present in the lower world. And look in the Maimar Matzazu. And Saivev doesn't mean to say, oh, Saivev, he's surrounding all the worlds. No. Saivev doesn't mean that he's encircling the world from the outside. Levad, alone. He is everywhere, pervading every speck of space. It only means, why is it called Saivev? Saivev means it's outside of our experience. It's as if he's outside of us, because he's outside of our, 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 who we are. And he's in an absolute state of concealment. He's not shining into, into the internal element, the Gilean revelation. Kashi is boyne when a person contemplates this. Ki avaya ha saviv kalalman. That the havaya, which is the saviv encompassing all worlds, needs of all of mamish is standing upon him. Literally, mamish right now, right over here. Shuhulamata kamaila maila. He is down here as he is above. Azai then tipal all of emo pachad. It will fall upon a person. It will occur to a person suddenly. A dread and a fear, and yira boishes, a fear of shame. Shuhu yiri Allah, which is called supernal fear. Again, you're not afraid of a punishment. You're not afraid of a sin, even. You're just afraid. You just feel completely unworthy of existing. You feel ashamed with merely being in the presence of someone like that. You don't. You don't know where to. You don't know where to bury yourself. Not because you did something wrong. It's just because of the awesome greatness of it. You feel like, like what am I doing here? Or the lower fear. Or at least the lower fear that you feel, I don't want to rebel him. Because I feel his, I feel the presence of the Eibishter. So, Kitzer, he makes a little, a little summary. Love is created through distance. By night I long for you. And fear and fear comes from a sense of closeness. And therefore, this he doesn't bring in the Maimer, he only brings in the Kitzer. The people saw, by the giving of the Torah, they trembled, and they stepped back. Why did they run back? Because the fear was too intense. So what do you see from here? The fear comes from coming up close. When, they, when the fear was too intense and they couldn't handle it, they went far to cool down the fear, to enable them to catch their breath. Lanuach ma'at, to calm down, mahayira, because it was too much for them. 
There was such an intense cure of closeness that they had to be go back in order for them to be able to um, calm down from the intense fear. If this is the case, that love and the fear are such two opposites, so how do we say earlier, es, love, and in the love, integrate the fear. How can you bring fear in the love if they're opposite both in their nature of the experience itself and in the causes that lead to it, they're also opposites. Ah, however, the integration. That the love should be incorporated within it, awe and fear. And here is the first time he mentions in the Mimer the opposite as well. And when you have fear, you should also have love inside of it. He didn't mention this till now. He mentioned only that love should be, in, that love should incorporate fear. But now he says the opposite as well, that when you're fearing Hashem, you shouldn't just be pure fear, there should be a sense of joy. A fear that just, that overwhelms you and destroys you is not good. There has to be inside, even though you have great fear of the Abishter, there has to be like this thrilling feeling in the fear. A fear with a thrill. Uh, this is mamash what we learned last week in the Mimer. The Gilui, the Indian of... Let me just give you a little uh, something. He brings over here. Because to be able to have love and fear at the same time, which is the idea of gila, you have an inside thrill, that can only come from something so high, we learned. And he brings, like it says in the Mimer, this is this Mimer. Okay, around this it says, Shalom, Shalom, Larachik. In other words, man is not capable of doing that. God has to do that for you. And what he's basically going to say is, as long as you're davening, and as long as your Yiddishkeit, and your experiences in your Yiddishkeit are manufactured by your own mind, they're created by you, then it's, then it's either your meditation is going to lead you to love, or your meditation is going to lead you to fear. But if you try, you give it the best you can, and then the Abishter shines his light upon you, when God reveals himself to your neshama, that revelation allows for both of them to happen at the same time. A revelation, that causes this, because the bittle is so much deeper, that it allows you to, to have love in the bittle and it doesn't contradict. In other words, you're so not there, that the fact that you're not that the fact that you're there, that you are there, and you feel your love is not a contradiction to your bittel. Because it's like, see, if you're conscious that you're bottle, if you're conscious that I'm supposed to, so then oh I, I'm loving? No, you gotta put away the love. That's like because the love is but if you're if you're so bottle that you don't even know that you're there, you can have the love and and, and the love is such a bittle digger love, and the fear is such a bittle digger fear, and they both are they both don't occupy space. And therefore they both can be at the same time in the same space, the love and the fear. But that's Hashem's quality. Hashem makes peace. Hashem is called Shalom. He's the, he's the ultimate peacemaker between the two opposites. And the peace, as it relates, peace, as it relates to two 
to these two conflicting um, experiences of the heart, the love and the fear, this piece is hinted to in a pasuk, Shalom, Shalom, Larachaik, Ulakarev. It says, peace, peace to the one that is distant and to the one that is close. What does it mean, peace to the one that is distant and peace to the one that is close? We said earlier, love comes from distance. Fear comes from close. And to be able to bring the love, which is, which is distant, bring it into the closeness and keep the love and integrate it with the fear, that requires a power of shalom that the Abishter can do that. To the one that's distant that became close. Rachaik distance is the love. Karaiv is the fear, is the, is the awe and the fear. And he says, and, 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 and I'm going to skip this for a minute, the, the parentheses, and I'm going to come back in a minute. Let's first skip the parentheses, just a couple of lines. Shanasa b'neyem shalom, there becomes peace in the love and in the fear, v'hiskalos and integration. Ki shalom, because what does shalom do? The whole idea of shalom is to take two total opposites and bring them together. Those that are able to unify two opposites. That's what it says. He makes peace in b'mroimav. And Chazal say, what does that mean? He makes peace up there. Who's fighting? There is a clash. The b'malachim, amongst the angels. There are malachim who say, you gotta love God. There are malachim who say, you gotta fear God. They, those who fear Hashem can't, can't fathom loving Him. They're so powerfully overtaken by the fear, they don't know how to love. The ones that love don't understand how you fear. But the Abishta brings them together in a manner that they make peace amongst them. Shemichol sar shalmayim v'gavriel sar. It says, umekablim dein nidein. They receive one from the other. The malachim that love receive fear as well. And the malachim that fear receive love from each other. Because the Abishta makes peace with you now. Machol sar shalmayim v'gavriel sar shalmayim and what does that? The peace comes from a ha'ara, a radiance that is so high, that includes and can attach two opposites. Because they become nullified to something so much higher, that they stop feeling, the love stops feeling that, that it is loving. And the fear, the sense of I that's in the fear, the little bit that's there, I'm afraid that I also gets canceled. And, and, and there's, no, there's, no, there's no sense of self, neither in the love and in the fear, and then, they're how, and then they have the ability to be integrated. They don't even sense that it's two opposites. It's all oneness. The distance and the closeness are... The distance and the closeness are together. And where does this happen? This happens by davening. When you say, That's the source of love. That Hashem is great. That's the source of fear. And Godel and Gibor come together. How? And the, the, the one that is awesome. And, and the awe. And what does that cause? That causes, and what does the awe come from? Kale Elyon, the transcendental God. God as He truly is, as He appears, causes the Midas of Gadol and Gibor to unify. As a result of the Vahanoira. Vahanoira, Kale Elyon, Betais Vizvav. 
when there is a revelation of Kel Elyon, Vav, the word Noira has a Vav, which is a Hamshacha down. When the Kel Elyon reveals himself down into the Seder Ishtalshalis, what does that cause? That causes they don't have a vav. Vav hamshacha is the hamshacha. That's noira. Who gilui bittles as such a deep bittle. Shal yodoi through that. Yichlulu beiz hafechem. Both opposites become integrated. Shenimshach mepchenas kel elyon. It's a revelation from kel elyon. We'll see that and I'll explain that a little better in a moment. Okay, let's go back a minute over here. He said that fear comes from. In fear, you're close, and in love, you're distant. So earlier, he explained it, mitzadi hizboininus. As a person contemplates on how distant we are from godliness, we create, creates a yearning. Contemplation of how close we are to, the, to, the, to Hashem, Hashem is everywhere, creates the fear. But now he's going to explain it also mitzad derinyanim melmaila, as the inyan is above. He says, kiyira, this idea that fear is from closeness and love is from distance. But, but the idea of it that we'll get in a minute. That we'll get in a minute. But first, let's kiyira. He says, let's go back to the parentheses. Kiyira because really, what's the source of fear? It comes from chachma, as it says, "Reishis chachma yiras Hashem." Chachma brings you to fear because chachma perceives the ainsof, doesn't perceive the ainsof. Chachma gazes at the ainsof. Chachma is the first sphera, the first attribute, which touches the Ein Sof. And because it sees the Ein Sof, it becomes completely nullified. So when a person has an ex- a Chachma moment, it's a moment where you... Chachma is like visual. It's not understanding. It's like you see. You're suddenly, suddenly you're seeing... You're seeing Holocaust. You're seeing Gatlachkeit. What does it do? Bittel. Chachma, chachma itself. Koachma. It's the power of Bittel. Ma means nullification. And we know that Chachma, even though Chachma is only one sphera, one attribute, Chachma is the dominant sphera in the world of Atsilas. The world of Atsilas is predominantly energized by Chachma. Even though there is Bina there, and there's also Ze'er Anpin, the emotions, and there's also Malchus, they're all secondary to Chachma. The primary feeling in Atsilas is Chachma. That's why we know Atzilus corresponds to the letter Yud in Yudas Chachma. The world of Bria is dominated by Bina. It's called the world of Bina. Bina dominates in, it's a world of understanding. Not a, it's not a world of Chachma, of vision. In, B, in the world of Bria, you don't have vision of godliness. You have comprehension, you have ideas. Comprehension means you're distant. You're not seeing it. You're far away, you're just explaining it. In, in the world of Bria, you have awesome explanations about the greatness of Hashem. But it's exactly that. It's an explanation. It's not the experience of God's greatness. So Bria is already distant. Atzilus is close. The word Atzilus means close. Eitzel. Eitzel means next to. Atzilus, the root, the etymology of the word Atzilus means Eitzel. What does that tell you? Chachma. Chachma, which is what? Which is, Chachma, which is fear, which brings, which leads to fear, is the dominant force in Atzilus. And what's Atzilus? Atzilus is a space that's close to Hashem. So you see that when, you, when you're close, you have fear. 
And Atzilus, when a person has a, a, an Atzilus moment, it's experienced as fear, as Yeras Hashem, not as Ava. And what does Atzilus mean? Hainugan came in being close. As it says by the Torah, that the Torah was etzlo, was close to him. Because the Torah is chachma. Because in chachma Hashem is very close. Hashem is revealed there. That's why that brings you to fear. Which is from close. It's close to the revelation of the Orin Soif. Which isn't the case with love. Even the highest love. What's the highest love possible? It's called Avaraba, the, the high love, great love. Even that is coming from Bina, it's not coming from Chachma. It comes from Bina. If you remember, two weeks ago we were learning that the Moach, which is mainly about fear, which causes Shuv, a Bittel Tashem, is mainly Chachma. The left side of the moach, the brain, goes down into the heart, the bina liba, the heart. And the heart is where you have the fire. Vayigba liba bedarke Hashem, expansion. It's a, it's, a, it's a great kite. It's a whole different, different experience. But that comes from distance, from being distance. Because when you're close, you can't feel that. Asha bina mekanena bebriya, which we know that bina, dam, dwells where? Where's the Bina world? In Bria. That's why Bria is Gan Eden. What do they do in Gan Eden? In Gan Eden they have high Bina. The Bina is very, is very great in Gan Eden. That's why it says, V'nohar me Eden. The river goes out of Eden. L'ashkes asagan. Gan receives from the river. River is Bina. So it's all understanding of godliness. That's why they have pleasure and delight. If they go up to Atzilus, they're a bottle. Um, because the, the spring is Chachma and it's Bina's expansion it's like the expansion of the spring which we know already Bria is called Misham Yipared Bria is not close to Hashem Atzilus is close because Bria means already there is a creation there is something other than Hashem there that means already separation Misham Yipared, there is period, separation, it's distance. Veloy Eitzel Vesamach, it's not connected. There is a space separating it. Love, which comes from Olam Abriya, which comes from Bina, is from a distance. So what unifies, but the Pasuk says, Shalom Shalom Lerachaik Ulekarev, to unify these two opposites. How does that happen? So he says that it happens from Kael Elyon. What is that? Kehine, I'm going back to where we were holding. We were holding four lines from the bottom of, the, of, the, of this column, the first column in, in page Ches. Kehine, Kael Elyon, because Kael Elyon, Haina Elyon, Lamailam, and Ashtalshalas. See, what he wants to say is like this Bina is responsible for love. Understanding, Bina is love. Chachma, you have an up and close experience with the divine. You're seeing godliness, you get terrified. And then what happens? It brings you to Isha Yiras Hashem, fear of God. Love comes from the Bina, 
And we learned many times the Hasidus also. The mother creates the sons, the father creates the daughter. Chachma is the father, creates the daughter. The daughter is Isha Yiras Hashem, fear of God. The mother, which is Bina, she creates the boys. What are boys? Boys are masculine, which is love, more expression. I want, I desire, more self. As opposed to the female, Bittl. So mother, son, father, daughter. Chachma results in fear, Bina results in love. Good, that's Chachma. But then there is a much higher fear, a much higher Bittl. And that is the Bittl of Keser. See, even though Chachma is bittel, but Chachma is still Koyach Ma, there is still someone that's bottle. Koyach, there is the power of Ma. Because in Chachma you're still cognitive, in Chachma you're still, you're still conscious that you are seeing godliness. And as a result of that, you are, it's still your perception. It's, it's not a perception of understanding, it's like you're seeing, but you still have self-awareness. And that's why you're fearing. And you can't even imagine loving because the loving is like, wait, I'm so small, how can I? But if you feel that you're small, it means that there's still a little bit there of you to know that you're so small and tiny. But then there's experience of where the Abishter himself suddenly pounces on you. God himself, bang! The revelation is fully, the Abishter himself, I'm a place of Kesar. What happens then? Only, yeah, because you, the experience is delicious, so it pulls you in, but at the same time, you're overwhelmed by the awesomeness, you become tiny, but you don't even know that you're tiny, and you don't even know that you're being drawn. You're so not, you're so not, you're there, but not there at the same time. You're so enthralled in it and in it. And that's where, I mean, that's not your apprehension of it, that's the emiss of the Abishter, Revealing himself upon Yenishami. That's called Kael Eliyai. That's Keser, the crown. And there is where you have the harmony between the Chachma and the Bina. Together. They tell the Hasidim, tell the story. I tell the story many times, but Shiyur Emmet really expresses this idea. And it, it finds expression in many things, but this is one of the ideas where it's that there was once a chassid that the Rebbe Rashab sent him to go on a mission somewhere to do something. And he came back. And the Rebbe was in the middle of a fabrengen with the chassidim. He was sitting with the chassidim. But this chassid came back. The Rebbe called him over to get a report during the fabrengen. The Rebbe was talking with him. After he left, all the chassidim went over to him. They were talking to him quietly. All the chassidim asked, what did the Rebbe tell you? See, they want to know everything. They want to record everything, hear everything. This was private secrets, so they wanted to know. He said, I don't know. He says, what do you mean you don't know? Man, I don't tell us you don't know. What did he tell you? He says, I don't know. He says, what do you mean you don't know? How can you not know? He says, because I couldn't think. I, when the Rebbe was talking to me, I was thinking the whole time, oh, how, when is the Rebbe going to take his holy eyes off my Chazarisha face? When is the Rebbe going to take his olive over my, and in, in Yiddish, chazarish means, over my piggish face? And so, he, I, I was, I, so I have no idea. I couldn't concentrate. So the chassid said to him, you're a real chazarish face. 
The Rebbe is talking to you and you're thinking about your Chaz phase. I mean, the very fact that he feels so small and insignificant, it's not about you. He's talking to you now. Forget, about, forget even about the fact of how ugly and small and insignificant you are. Now it's not about you and not about your insignificance. The fact that you're feeling insignificant, that too is, is, is an ego. Now it's listen to what is being said to you. Not that I'm feeling small. If you're still feeling that you're small, that's why. Great Rebbes, like the Ruziner, Rabbi Yisrael of Ruzin, used to travel wearing gold boots, a golden coach, mamish, riding like a king of kings. And the world looked at it like, what kind of arrogant person is this? See, then we know that a tzaddik who is so bottle that doesn't have to be acting bottle to be bottle, he can be fully, fully with, because he has no self at all. And his self is an expression of godliness. Also, was like he said, I'm a simon in the world. You can praise me all you want. Sometimes you praise someone and he sings, and then, and I don't say, so. then you know there's ego there. That's why, why is he uncomfortable with you praising you? But when the person is so bottled that it's not him, then you can praise him too and he can handle that. Because it's not, he's not a him, he's not a somebody that he meets, that, that, that the somebody, that, it, that there's nothing there but the locus, but godliness. Same idea. So the Rebbe is saying that over here. In, in the Chachma experience, there's still a little bit of you and therefore it's contradicted by the love. It's either the love or the fear. But in the Kesar experience, the bittel is so deep and so powerful that you can have a self and you can have a love, you're loving, and be nullified at the same time because it's just, it's just, it's just total bittel. So there's, okay. because Kelly and I Elian the It is higher than the higher stalshal Beyond any kind, Chachma is the first, the first point of revelation. It's part of the Hishtalshalos, but Kesser is beyond the Hishtalshalos. But on Kel Elyon it says, Hashem shrouds himself in darkness. It's darkness that's higher than light. This is the concealed state, where there is no understanding. The lace machshavat visa be klal, where there is no understanding whatsoever. Steam the cold steam, and it is concealed from all concealments. Chul valzen nemar, and this it says Baruch Avram lekel elyon that Avram is blessed to that exalted level called kel elyon. Koyne shemayim va'aretz that he that he acquires heaven and earth, meaning heaven and earth are absolute equal to him. Shemayim va'aretz that heaven and earth ruchni is vegashmi is. The spiritual and the physical, betelim lefanav, are both nullified before him. B'shava equal. Ubepriyetz chayim. He brings in the from the Arizal over here. Gav bekelal yin goyim achasadim toivim. Pirish the Arizal says kelal yin obchenas keser. So we're saying this is the gili of keser. Vuhu lemay lemay lagam obchenas chachmiyla. This is way above even chachmiyla. Vaayim ashakasa bezebedim ramaschal atem netzav. Now, if you remember, remember we learned that chachma. And Bina are two opposites up there as well. Remember we learned that? Chachma is the power where Hashem contracts himself. Bittal. Down to a total point. Bina we learned is total expansion. 
How can Chachma and Bina, which are total two opposites, we learned it in Acholtz, if you remember, a few weeks ago, how can the powerful contraction and the powerful Bina, which is expansion, simultaneously work together? Remember we learned that coming from the Kutzei Shel Yud, the little point on top of the Yud enables the Yud, the bottom thorn of the Yud, to go into the hay. That Chachma and Bina should be constantly trein reyin, two friends, the loy misparshin, even though they're so opposite, they're totally opposite in their opinion. Chachm is total bitl, bina is total expansion. That the two of them should be able to be unified together all time, holding it together. We said it's from the power of Hashem that's beyond them both, that's mevatel them, and able these two opposite, total diametrically opposite forces to unify and hold together, which is basically the building blocks of all of existence. The yet and the no, the yet, the yen and the whatever they call it, the the the, the whatever, the 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 two the the, the, the positive and the negative. Which is, the, which is the two forces of existence to be held together. The Chachm and the Bina is from the Kutzeh Shal that's on top, that's the Keser. And that's what he says over here, hold on. He's asking the a question. Over there in Zohar it explains that Kelelion is Bina. And now we're saying it's Keser. He explains that we know in Kabbalah and Hasidis that the panemius of Kesser reveals itself in Bina. So therefore, Bina can also be called Kelelion. Anaki is Galas Atiku Bina, which I don't want to get into right now how that works. Bina is also sometimes called Hashem's great name, even though the true great name of Hashem is in Kesser. But Bina can also be called. And this level is so, so outside of the entire. Range of 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 creation that it's beyond revelation and concealment. Darkness and light are equal. See what did we say earlier? Where does love come from? Love comes from the understanding that the Abishter is concealed. He's hidden from us. He's above. Fear comes from the understanding that Hashem is so present. And so revealed, Hashem's, Hashem's imminence in the creation. This is a level, Kael Elyon, which by it, concealment, the imminence and the distance are both equal. The Mamala Kalaman and the Seyvet Kalaman are both equal to Him. Because when we speak about revealed light and concealed light, that is what? That is only in relationship to Hashem having a relationship with the world. He's saying, oh, he is revealed, here he's concealed. Because before him all is not, even the whole idea of revealed and concealment is not shaykh for him. Only to the creations and to the worlds. But by Hashem himself, even darkness is not considered dark. And from that place, that's from that Kale Elyon comes when that descends and reveals itself as the awesome one. What does Noira mean? Noira means someone that was very like something that is Moiradeg. Rosh Hashanah, you have the revelation of this. 
And that's why Rosh Hashanah, what, what kind of experience do we have? Fear and love at the same time. We're all excited, Rosh Hashanah, but we're overtaken by fear. Gilui Birada, trembling with, with, with awe. And then that experience, Midas of Ava Vayira, integrate together. V'tzarech Loimar, he explains, V'tzarech we have to say, Ki ha'amshacham ebchines v'hanoira, when it's, when your mamshach from the level called v'hanoira, hu l'mailam ebchines yira ilah, it's even higher than yira ilah. Yira ilah, the higher fear, is from chachma. But there you're at least conscious that you're afraid. It's from chachma. V'tzad atzma, afshi hi gamkin ebchines karev, Chachma is also close. Dugmas mashakasa ba'ar latikun chatzais, similar to what it says in the ar latikun chatzais, which we learned a few years ago over here, Shabbos chazayim. Not Shabbos, we learned it on Thursday night. Hine mailas yirizu abama maila, that a fear that is cast upon a person from above is greater than the fear that a person achieves from his own neshama, even the highest level of your neshama. Even the. The fear of shame, that's in the nefesh. The fear that a person has in his nefesh, which is the fear of shame, that we spoke about earlier, which is the chacham experience, doesn't come close to the fear that is thrown upon a person when it comes from above, which is much deeper. And, and when, that, when you have that experience and that fear, it's not contradicted by the love. It's like the quality of light over darkness. Will be understood over here as well. And look what he says. It's the mimer we learned two weeks ago. The mimer And this idea of experiencing this keser light, this keser revelation, which brings about within the person such a bittle, which makes peace between the two opposite and the, the two opposite experiences of the heart love and fear are both unified in the bitl tuat to the keser this is the idea of akedas yitzchak which like happens in Rosh Hashanah according to Kabbalah and Hasidus the idea of akedas yitzchak is you're taking yitzchak which yitzchak is fear and you're binding him to Avram Avinu it's the assimilation of Yitzchak into, into, into Avram. Yitzchak's fear is integrated into Avram's love. Instead of Yitzchak being an entity on his own and Avram being an entity, the two of them connect together. Avram is Makid Yitzchak because we said earlier, Chesed has to dominate Gevura. So Avram is the one who binds Yitzchak. What happens right after the Akedah is Yitzchak? Because Yitzchak is fear. And what you're doing with Yitzchak is you're bringing the love into Yitzchak. But at the same time, you're also bringing Yitzchak's fear into Avram. Right after Akedah's Yitzchak, Hashem says to, to, to Avram, Ata yodaiti, now I know ki lekim ata, that you fear God. Till now, Avram's love was pure, unadulterated love. And Yitzchak's fear was pure, unadulterated fear. Through the Akedas Yitzchak, Yitzchak was integrated into Avram, and Avram was integrated into Yitzchak. The two of them merged together to be able to, f- to evolve into Yaakov, which is Tiferes. So this was a very important point. In order to, to for Akedas Yitzchak to happen, in order for Yitzchak and Avram, which are toe opposite, in order for there to be a scholarless between these two people, Chesed and Gevura, they had to experience Keser. And that's why where did the Akedah happen? 
on top of the wood. Simply, what does he mean on top of the wood? Avram made firewood. He was going to shech Yitzchak, and eventually he was going to burn him, his body, up in a fire. You make what a korban, you burn a korban. So he puts him on the stacks of wood. But the deeper meaning is, Allah eats him, mm, eats him, eats him. There's two trees. There's the Eitz Adas, and there's the Eitz Achayim. It's the tree of life. Now according to, according to Hasidus, Eitz Adas is really Bina. The, it's, the, it's the tree of understanding. It's the tree of knowledge. It's a chayim is the tree of chacham. And, and, and that's why death came from the Eitz Adas because it says in Kabbalah and Hasid, it says in the Pasuk, Yomusu v'loi b'chachma. In chachma there's no death. Why? Because chachma is bittel. And where there's bittel to Hashem, there's no death. Death comes from separation from Hashem. So, if my experience, we learned this in the other memoir, if my experience of, of Hashem, if my entire experience of godliness is from my understanding, I understand that God is true, and I understand that God is right, and therefore I'm choosing to serve Him. Since it's coming from my choice, I can choose to serve, choose not to serve. So they can come das, sometimes my das is increase my knowledge of godliness. As long as my Yiddishkeit is still in the level of my das, which come, is related to Eitzah das, it's related to the Bina experience. Eitzachayim is, it's not my choice. It's the level of perception of Hashem that's not coming because I'm understanding. It's because I'm visualizing, I'm seeing godliness. It's Chachma. Chachma is Eitzachayim, tree of life. But Chachma is also, it's a tree. Lamailam, and we'll see why it's called, why is Chachma called Eitz? Because Eitz comes also from the word Eitzah. Eitzah means advice. So it's related to the mochen, where advice comes from. There's the Eitz Hadas, there's the Eitz Achai. But from the Eitz Achaim and the Eitz Hadas itself, we still couldn't integrate Avram and Yitzchak. Even if, you, see, we said earlier, remember we learned this, Eitz, even, if we have a, even if we get it all right, we don't just work with the Eitz Hadas, we connect the Eitz Hadas to the Eitz Achaim. It's really good. And we're keeping our Chachma intact. We're not just working with our Bina. We're working with Chachma. You still can't harmonize Avrami. For that, you have to get Vayakad is Yitzchak Mimala Eitzim. You have to go higher than the two Eitzim. You have to touch that is higher than the Eitz. Higher than even Chachma. And only from a place that's the Abishter himself you can unify these two opposites. Where do you see this idea that there's something higher than the tree? Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, when you're going into the into Eretz Yisrael, to Moshe tells the Meraglim, when they're going to spy the land, look im yesh by im ayin. Simply, it means: Are there trees there, or aren't there trees there? Or is it, of course, there are trees there. What do you mean? No trees. Im yesh by is the holiness, is the spirituality of Eretz Yisrael only from Eitz, only from Chachma? Or is the spirituality of Eretz Yisrael, the godliness in Eretz Yisrael, im Ayin, if it's from a place higher than Chachma, which is called Ayin? Chachma may Ayin See, Chachma, even though Chachma is the highest, but Chachma is at least something. 
Chachma is not ayin. Chachma, why? Because Chachma is a dot. Chachma is a yud. A point. I'm already touching somethingness. Godliness is revealing himself already as something. Elokus is taking on some, some... It's still formless, but it's still a point. There's still something. It's ink on a paper. It's a dot. Ayin is the parchment before the ink. There's nothing. It's pure ayin. Kesar is... Before God adapts, before he contracts, before he shows himself even as any. Chachma is really the beginning of revelation. It's, already, it's like a person has a flash, an epiphany. Ayin is before they flash. When you're still totally, totally in the dark and there's nothing there, that's Keser. Higher than any revelation. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to them. Go to Eretz Yisrael and see if Eretz Yisrael has, in Yesh by Eitz, he's referring to the Eitz Achayim. If the hashpah in Eretz Yisrael, if the avoid in Eretz Yisrael is the avoid of Chachma, or in Ayin, or if the avoid is even higher than Chachma, if the hashpah is coming from a place that's Ayin, it's from Keser. That's what he's saying over here. In order for, uh, what's it called again? In order for Yitzchak to be, ha- in order for a person to have this kind of experience, unifying the two sides of the heart, unifying the Ava and the Yira, can only come from Vahanoira Kel Elyon, only from lifting Yitzchak up, Mimala Eitzim, above the Eitzim, both Eitzim, even the Eitzachayim, to the essence of the Abishter himself. And then can Yitzchak, and, and then you can bring down Vahanoira, which is Yaakov. So that's what he says over here. This is the Akedas Yitzchak. Hiskalalus Yitzchak Bemidas Avraham. To include Yitzchak into the Midah of Avram, Vayakodes Yitzchak Benoi, Mimala Eitzim, Eitzim and Beis Eitzim, Eitzachayim, the tree of life, the Eitzadas, or Mimala Beis Bechinas Eitzim, Hayden. Where else do we find someone dealing with these two Eitzim? Ah, Chasidus always has something up its sleeve that you didn't expect. It talks about the man who was Machalal Shabbos because he was a Makoishesh Eitzim, he was collecting the wood. So Hasidus explains that this Makoshish Eitzim was reaching beyond the Eitzim. That's why Chazal say that he's L'shem Shemayim Neskav, and it wasn't a simple guy, this person, who was climbing in the Eitzim. He was a Makoshish Eitzim. Um, in any case, the Hainu Yashas Choshech Sisra, which is a place of darkness, it's still called Ayin, it's not even, it's a place of darkness, there's no, there's no even tiny point. Chachm is a point, it's not even a point. Nimshach gilui vahanoira. That's where the revelation comes from. Vahanoira, liyasiskalalus hayira, which enables the fear, midaseshal Yitzchak bimidaseshal Avram, which allows Yitzchak to be integrated in Avram. Vigam iskalalus ava bihira, and also Avram and Yitzchak. That's why we say, atoyodaiti, kirea likimatam. Vinyan iskalalazu. What's this iskalalus? What's this integration that we're talking about now? That we're, in, that we're bringing the love into the fear. Before we spoke about bringing the fear into the love. Now he's going to talk about bringing the love into the fear, bringing Avram into Yitzchak. So he's going to be talking about an experience where you have predominantly fear and love inside of it, the subject that we spoke last week. The idea of where you're, where you're so overwhelmed, but yet deep inside you're feeling a thrill in the fear. We spoke about this last week. The Indian Eskalaluzu, the Indian of this Eskalalus. Which Eskalalus? Of, of Ava into Yira, not Yira into Ava. Hukamashakasa, like it says, Vachala Lavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
and all hearts will fear you. And all innards and all kloyos and all kidneys will sing to your name. What does that mean? So what's going on? Is the heart fearing? If all heart fear the Abishter, if all heart fear him, then what kind of singing is going on? When you fear, you don't sing. Fear is like, it, it silences. A fear, is a, a fear causes a deafening uh, a silence. What kind of singing? So the truth is like this. The outer part of the heart, the more dumb outer part is overtaken by fear. But deep inside, it's only with God that way. Only with the Yevishter. That the fear, because people, in, especially in American culture, they're so turned off by fear. Anything like, the only thing to fear, like the famous saying from who, is fear himself. The fear, fear God. With the Yevishter, it's not a negative fear. Fearing God is the highest. And it comes with the deepest, the deepest enjoyment and the deepest, the deepest happiness. Because it's only, you're only fearing when you're experiencing the Abishter himself, and that's and that's the deepest. But the 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 the, the, the attachment and the excitement cannot express itself on the outside because externally there's there is too much fear. I'm not allowing it to come out. Yeah, because it's not because of, because of the experience that's causing the fear is also causing the joy. They're gonna they gonna sing b'midas ava with the mid of love. Because they're more inside than the heart. Yizamru, they will sing, and the tafket says the word yizamru, because there's a difference between the word zimra. And sheer. Sheer is a more external song. Zimra is a. Kiarina va zimra habamich. No, I'm sorry, no. Because it's nothing to do with zimra, I'm sorry. The ones who will sing a dafka, the innards. Kiarina va zimra habamachmas is galas ava. Because when the love is fully revealed and manifest, and the longing, like we spoke earlier about the person meditating on Hashem's distance and longing for Hashem, that causes a song in the mouth, a loud song. But when the heart is fearing, with fear and awe, then the song is not revealing itself in the mouth, revealing in the mouth, for the love to come out, because they're two opposites, and the outside, remember we learned this last week, the outside of the heart can't handle the two opposites. Only the inner point of the heart. In the insides of the heart, in the innermost, will be the, the song and the joy because of the love. Over there it says, the Zohar says in the Pasig, the Zohar says that at night time, at night, in the evening, there is Rina. That kind of song we're talking about, Rina with the mouth, that's coming in the night. Night meaning when you're not experiencing godliness. You're just imagining godliness. Ooh, imagine how far Hashem is. Meditation. It brings you to a song, to a longing, which is expressed. This is arena in the mouth. 
Vinim sheches memidas laila. This comes from night, like we said earlier. Nafshi ivisicha. My soul yearns for you balaila at night. Pchenas choishech vehelim. Orein soif baruchu. The concealment of the of the orein soif. Kines as we said earlier. Peinya nafshi ivisicha balaila. My soul yearns for you at night. Achal yedei gilui mepchenas vahanoira kelel yoin. When there's a revelation of anoira kelel yoin. What does that cause? The, the hearts will fear you. And the insides, silently in the heart, there is a song and there is a. Where else do you have that? It says, Your Hasidim will sing to you. And the Zohar says, which it says, and the Leviim will sing. Because the Leviim are the ones that sing. Chasidecha are Kohanim. Why are Kohanim called Chasidecha? Because it says, by, by, because Kohanim come from the side of Chesed, and Leviim come from the side of Gevura. It says by the Brachis and Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Zohar Bracha, Tumecha ve'urecha, your Urim ve'tumim, which goes in the breastplate of the Kohen God, of our priest, to your man, the pious one. Chasidecha, chasid, referring to Kohanim. So the Zohar is saying, what does it mean when it says, v'chasidecha yiranenu? Kohanim don't sing. It's the Levian that sing. The Kohanim do the Avedah, the Levian sing. So the Zohar says, v'leviecha yiranenu. And the answer is a different song. Levian sing a loud song. The Kohanim sing a Deep inside their heart, because externally they're overtaken by the fear. And inside they're singing. So the Zohar says, It's a song with the mouth. To raise their voice. This that the Kahanim are singing, in the yearning of the heart. Their services in silence. They're not lousy. Not lousy. They're not loud and rowdy like the Levium, noisemakers. They're very quiet. And if so, they will sing. Kahanim is similar to this idea. Mizmar is a more external song and Shir is an internal song. Shugam similar to that. He says that by the Malachim there is Mizmar, because they sing loudly, and by the Nishamis there is Shir, an internal song. The innermost of the heart, Yesh by Koyach. The innermost of the heart has a koyach, lias keli umachoin, to be a keli and a, and a, and a seat, lahachil avavira, to withstand love and fear simultaneously. Gam shteim yachad. Why? Al yedei gilui pchenes vahanoira. Remember, we said that's called b'nei tzion. Tzion is the innermost of our hearts, which is a keli for the gilui of keser, which over there you have b'nei tzion yogilu, is the innermost. In the inside of the heart. Stated elsewhere, that the inner 
generally the heart and the moach are two separate worlds. The moach is cold and collective. The heart is hot and and all over the place. They're two different worlds. That's that's in their expressed outer experience. But in the internal point, in the inner point, the heart and the and the mind. In Panimia Salev, in the innermost of the heart, the mind and the heart connect. The mind is a source of fear. The heart is a source of love. And here is where you can have Ava Vira touching together. Um, same idea. In the external part of the heart, so if a person's avoided that he did, see all this that he discussed earlier, where you have love is from distance and fear is from closeness, that's when you're dealing with external parts of the heart. When you're touched, when the inner neshama reveals itself, in, as a relationship, as a result of the Ebishter's Giloy from above, over there it can handle both together. And according to the Al this is the ultimate. This is where Yiddishkeit is at. This is the, the experience of. But the Pasik Vitagel explains that that's Rosh Hashanah's experience. Vitagel Nafshi. My nafish gilui birada. It's a tremble and a, and a joy. The fear is covering on the outside. And inside is full with love. And as Bar Gam came as our Pasik according to the Alter Rebbe's Amaira Biyamashminiatzeris, where he explains that Shminiatzeris is exactly that. Simchas Taira, the love comes out on the outside. Bizgalos, Lechayims, Freilach, but Shminiatzeris. It's almost like Yom Kippur. Outside is fear, inside is, is the love. B'nei Tzion yagilu b'malkam. Yagilu b'malkam. I'm Ashokasov HaPasuk, B'Shalach Parev, V'nochem Elikim Derech Eretz Pelishtim. Hashem didn't lead them through the land of Pelishtim. Pelishtim means, we need to beat the Pelishtim now. Pelishtim means everything is out in the open. Chitainius. Open area. Pelishtim comes from the word Mavi HaMefulash, an open space. And this is the joy in the Ebishter, the Oyrin Saif Asayviv Kalalmin. Hashoichen itay mamish, shulamata kamoy lamayla, hagam she'in ba gilu yasaga. And this experience, as the Alter Rebbe says, when you're experiencing the Mikhail Elyon is, is revealing himself upon Yanashama, it's a gilu of the Saiviv Kalalmin. It's not something you can comprehend. It's not Seicholdig, but it the simcha comes from the, he says, the hine al zen nemar tzadik bemenosa yichya. The tzadik becomes enlivened, yichya, by not, see, this is an experiential, it's experience of godliness that is completely beyond our asaga. It's the abishter suddenly, sh- not shining, but making himself conscious in a person's neshama. And what does that do? The person is charged with energy, with simcha, and with joy. It's like a complete uh, re- re- recharging of the person's entire chayas. It's like you have a new life, it's like you're totally new, newly reborn. A whole new life has entered you because it's contact with the Ebishter himself, but it's not, it's not seicholdig. That's the idea of tzadik b'minasa yichya. It's an, it's an amunadig experience. It's not, muna meaning it's, it's not seichel, it's not intellectual understanding, because there's the kel elyon you can't understand. There's no hasaga there at all. It's only bitl. 
It's an amuna touch. You work with your understanding until a certain point, and then this thing takes over. And that's the real enlivening, the real tchiyas amesim, so to speak. This integration. That the love should be included with the fear. On this it says, Shalom, Shalom, Arachikul Akarit. The Hainu Al Yedei Amshacham Mepchenes Vahanoira. Through the Amshachar from the Vahanoira. Vezeu Inyan Akeda Mimala Eitzim. And this is the idea of the Akeda above the tree. It's Eitzim. The Inyan Eskala Lezu, Haina Kamosha Kasev, Achala Lavavavis Yira Ucha, Lachul Kerev, Achloyes, Yizam Rulishmech. Last week we learned. In order to be able to have this experience of tzion b'mishpati pada, for this to be revealed, this tzion, it requires that you do mishpat on yourself. What did we learn last week is mishpat. We learned Torah study, but also mishpat, you judge yourself and you constrict yourself. You don't do what you want. And he says particularly, uh, like your, your why? Because in order for Kael Elyon to reveal himself, we said yeah, last week, that has to come through a powerful Elohim on the Abishta's part. Remember, we said that's why it says, Halali Elokayech Tzion. Shabachi Yerushalayim Esavaya Yudke Vavke. Tzion, the godliness of Tzion is so high from a level of Kelelion, it can't come in a manner of expansion. The Abishta has to compress himself so much. It's not a tzimtzum in which he is diminishing his light, he's compressing it that it shouldn't destroy us. In order for God to compress himself so much, it's midah keneged midah. When the person down here compresses himself, when we compress our, when we compress our, our, our desires and our expansion, it causes the Abish to, to compress his expansion and give us a, a, sneak peek into Kalelion. Or else we couldn't handle it. Because without the Abish, in other words, for Kale, in order to create the worlds, Kalelion had to be completely concealed. And there had to be a whole new Amshacha from a little dot, from a little point. Here you want that Kalelion should reveal itself. Obviously, as is, it can't. It needs a powerful Tzimtzum. Tzimtzum not in the, not in the regular sense of Tzimtzum, diluting. Because diluting, that's already creation. And we don't need that. We're talking about, we don't need that. Meaning it's not, we're talking about the, is the Abishter as he is coming down in a concentrated, potent drop. It's a concentrate. This is, this is divine essence concentrate. For this to happen, the person has to concentrate himself as well. That's why it comes through Mishpat. That theme he develops further in the Mimer, that Dafka this, the Avoida of a that's why which we said is the getting your two hearts, your Yetzirah involved as well. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do justice to the second half of the Mayim if I teach it tonight. So Be'ez Hashem, next week, Thursday night, we're going to finish the second half of the Mayim. Uh, this godliness is drawn down on the soul. The Kel Elyon, he explains, is Be'ikr drawn down on the soul while you're doing a mitzvah. It's called Simcha Shal Mitzvah. It's the fear and the love together. Because, see, we say, till now we're talking about when a person has this gilui, but when do you have this gilui? How do you capture it and take it in? 
it happens in a mitzvah because Torah mitzvah comes from Kesar. So in Torah mitzvah, you're actually having an encounter with Kelelion. And that's, it delivers this kind of fear. So a tzaddik, when he's doing a mitzvah, someone who, he feels tremendous fear, but at the same time, the greatest joy. It's the joy and the fear. And it's an experience that doesn't exist in worldly things at all. The two opposite experiences. It's not shayach to experience that in worldliness. Only in godliness can this thing be. It'd be ikar in the performance of a mitzvah. But as Hashem, we're going to understand this next week. Yes, you can ask me three questions tonight. You can ask, yeah. Pesach, you can ask four. Tonight, only three. Yes. That might be, that might, I don't think that's what science is talking about, Big Bang, but definitely it's a concept of Big Bang that is connected to Torah. Yeah, a point that. Yeah, but according to that, Big Bang is taking place every minute of existence from a point, from an infinitesimal point into expansion. The Yud and the He are happening every second, are connecting every second. So it's not, it's the, big, the Big Bang is not a once upon a time element. It's a continuous, perpetual, ongoing, exi existential truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chachma and Bina, that's right, two opposites. That's right. Same idea, narrowness, narrow to expansion. Giving, giving birth to a, giving birth to the creation. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. And that's only two. You said you have three. Yeah. That was last week. Last week, yeah. I said that. No, this mimer was very similar to last week. It, uh, it's not my fault that he doesn't talk about the Chedva and the Sasa. I don't. I don't know. He doesn't talk about it. 
So what's the difference? What's, what, how do we describe Chedva? I'm sure in Chassidut it does discuss it, but he doesn't mention it here. So I don't know. I don't know. Diluting is giving a, light, a little tiny, tiny something. That happened in creation. In creation, Hashem dilutes His energy down to a tiny little point, and then that point expands and becomes the source of all the worlds. That's a dilution, and diluting to a tiny little. In Torah and mitzvahs, God doesn't do that. In Torah and mitzvahs, He compresses His entire infinite power into a concentrated, potent point. It's also going through a point. But over here, it's compressed with everything. As opposed to in creation, which he holds everything back and only gives a point. So creation without Torah and mitzvahs is just a, the most, just a, a, a with the Torah, with the mitzvahs, it's, the, it's bringing God into the creation. The whole thing, that's right.